The greatest gift God has given this world is the precious gift of grace. Please understand that grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Open your spirit and prepare to receive, through Bishop Herb Andrew, God's Word of Grace, which is building you up from the inside out, while positioning you to enjoy the inheritance Jesus paid for with His blood. This is your moment of grace. Hi, I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this is your moment of grace. You know, when you consider our thoughts and you consider our mind, I believe all of us would agree when I say that your mind is its own place. Your mind can make a heaven out of hell, and it could also make a hell out of heaven. Bad thinking will ultimately mess up a good situation. So the question today is, what's really on your mind. You know, when you look around and you see all that is happening in the world today, I believe that that is a valid question. What is really on your mind? Is it the pandemic and how long we've had to deal with uh, the conditions that we are certainly not accustomed to? Is it the financial condition of the world, the economics that are plaguing the world that we're living in. Or maybe your mind is on the wars and the rumors of wars that are taking place now all over the world. The real question today is what is really on your mind? Because again, bad thinking can mess up a good situation. You know, the Apostle Paul says and. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, in verse number 2, Paul says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul declared that his mind was filled with Jesus and filled with the finished work of the cross. He, he, he had something on his mind, but it was Jesus Christ, and it was Jesus Christ crucified. In other words, Paul stated that his mind was filled with the cross of Jesus. And I really believe, I really believe with everything that is within me, that that is how God wants us to live today. Just like the apostle Paul, Paul says that, that his mind, his mind was filled with Jesus Christ and Jesus's finished works perform at the cross of Calvary. You know, in this day that we're living in, we have so many things that are pulling on us. And I believe that God wants us to operate with the same mind that Paul operated with, operating with the mind that is filled with Jesus Christ and filled with his finished work upon the cross. In other words, God doesn't want us in this season, this season of life, just living our life conscious of our mistakes, 
conscious of our shortcomings, conscious of all of the attacks that may be coming to, against us, but living our life while being intentionally conscious of Jesus's finished work on the cross of Calvary. Just think about it for a moment. When you consider the average believer that is within the church today, think about it. The average believer, he's saved, she's saved, but we're saved while still living life with the high level of sin consciousness. Oh, most believers are, are filled with sin consciousness, even though the Bible says under the new covenant, God himself says that he is merciful to our unrighteousness and our sins and our lawless deeds. He remembers them no more. Truth of the matter is, God says, as it relates to our sins, as it relates to our mistakes, God says he remembers them no more. But unfortunately, the average believer today, even though God says that he remembers our sins no more, the average believer today, yes, they're saved, but they're still living life with this high level of sin consciousness. And I really believe, I really believe that we, we, we do this and we do not realize that it is this constant consciousness of sin that literally stands as a hindrance to us receiving all that God has provided through Jesus Christ. That's why this gift of cross consciousness is so awesome. This gift of cross consciousness, it is so needed in the time that we're living in. Because when you're, when you're cross conscious, it, it makes you righteousness conscious. In other words, when I am conscious of what Jesus has done on the cross, now I am conscious of the fact that he who knew no sin became sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when we are cross conscious, it then makes us righteousness conscious, which in turns remove this sin consciousness, this sin consciousness that causes us to think that God is out to punish us, that causes us to think that our sin has caused the distance between us and our God. Our sins have caused all of the blessings to be shut down in our lives. No, when we are cross conscious, this cross consciousness, it ultimately allows us to become righteousness conscious, which then of course removes sin consciousness, which in turn allows the blessings of God to freely flow into each and every one of our lives. Listen, this gift of cross consciousness is one of the greatest gifts that I believe we as believers can operate with. I believe that when we begin to embrace the mindset of the apostle Paul, and we begin to declare that we determine not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, it is that cross consciousness that reminds us how righteous we are 
And that ultimately reminds us that all of our sin has been dealt with through the finished work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, this this whole concept and this whole idea about cross consciousness, this gift of cross consciousness, it is such a blessing because the cross, the cross can cause every bitter situation in our lives to literally be made sweet. Did you all hear that? No, the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it can literally cause every bitter situation of life to literally be made sweet. You remember the other day when the children of God were traveling from uh, Egypt and they were headed to the promised land. The Bible talks about in Exodus chapter number 15, how it is that they arrived at this place called Mara. The Bible says in that 23rd verse that when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara for the waters were bitter. Therefore, the name of the place was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? So Moses, he cried out to the Lord and the, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast the tree into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statues, I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, this is a very interesting passage of scripture when you understand exactly what is taking place. Here it is now, the people of God, they have left their place of bondage and they're on their way to the promised land. They're on their way to the promised blessing that God has provided for them. And the Bible says they get to this place called Mara. And in Mara, the waters was undrinkable. The waters were bitter. And the Bible says that the people began to complain and they in turn were again willing to turn on Moses, who is their leader. But the Bible records that Moses, he prayed unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. And the Bible declares that when that tree was cast into the waters, that the waters were then made sweet. Now understand something about that tree. That tree that is mentioned there in Exodus chapter 15 and verse number 25, that tree, it literally represents the cross of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 30, the Bible says, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered, how? By hanging him on a tree. So that tree, it represents Jesus Christ. Notice how it is that when the tree, when we throw the cross in the midst of whatever it is we're going through, the waters that were bitter now become sweet. 
the moment they threw the cross, the moment they threw the tree, which represents the cross into the bitter waters, the Bible says that those waters became sweet. What are you saying? What I'm saying is this, as believers, we're living in a world now where we're often faced with, we're often confronted with bitter situations. And this is why the gift of cross consciousness is so important. Because think about this, in the midst of whatever bitter situation we find ourselves in, when we throw the cross in the midst of what we're going through, the cross will cause every bitter situation of life to literally become sweet. Now, 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 let me just share one other thing with you that I think is extremely significant. Because when you read the Bible, you must always understand that we are new covenant believers. That's simply who we are. We are new covenant believers. We are under the covenant of grace. And when we read the Bible, it is so important that we learn to see old covenant passages through the new covenant lenses. In other words, you see an old covenant passage, but you must filter it through new covenant lens. In other words, you read the verse from a perspective of the new covenant. Because if you don't, oftentimes things you read will disqualify you as opposed to blessing you and encouraging you. Look at this verse here in verse number 26. The Bible says in verse 26, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, if you give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. Notice, it is so important that we read that verse from a new covenant perspective. Because if we don't, under the old covenant, the protection from illness was based upon our obedience. He says here, if you give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, then you would be protected from disease. And the truth of the matter is, family, there is not one of us on the face of this earth who is able to keep all his statutes. I'm simply reading the Bible. The Bible didn't say some of the statues, but we're responsible to keep them all if we're operating under the new covenant, under the old covenant. But we are new covenant believers. And because we are new covenant believers, we read old covenant passages, but we read them through the filter of the new covenant. In other words, under the old covenant, Protection from sickness would be based upon our obedience, our ability to keep all of his statues. And because none of us are able to keep them all, then none of us would qualify for this protection from sickness. However, under the new covenant, this same protection, it is ours 
not based upon our ability to keep all of the statues, but it's ours based upon Jesus's ability to keep all of the statues. In other words, protection is ours, not because of our obedience. It's ours because of Jesus's obedience. Now, when I read that old covenant passage, but I read it through the filter of the new covenant, I see that because of the finished work of Jesus, I now am in a position to receive all of the blessings of health, wholeness, and healing that God promised to those who are obedient. Look at verse 27, because the Bible says, then they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the water. I think it's amazing to see the significance. It's amazing to see how wonderful this gift of, of cross consciousness is because before the cross was thrown into the water, the people were positioned in a bitter place. Before the cross, each and every one of us our lives were lives lived in a bitter place. But after the cross, after the tree was thrown into the water, after the cross is thrown into the midst, the people who were now in a bitter place, after the cross was thrown in, the Bible says they moved to a place called Elam. Elam is a place where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. In other words, what I'm saying is this family, before the cross was thrown in, they were positioned in a bitter place. But after the cross, they moved to a place of rest and refreshing. Which ultimately suggests to us that as we, as believers, as we embrace this gift of cross consciousness, we'll find ourselves in a place of rest and refreshing, regardless to what's happening in this mean, cruel, and evil world in which we are living. Listen, family, we'll talk more about this next week in our next episode. But for the time being, remember, our eyes are on him. We, like Paul, have determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Listen, thanks again for connecting with us today. I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this has been your moment of grace. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms by subscribing to our Beacon Light of Homer YouTube channel and following us on Beacon Light of Homer Facebook and Instagram pages. Join us for a life-changing word on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our Beacon Light of Homer worship experience or Wednesday on our Grace Reloaded Bible Study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bishop Herb would love to hear from you. Leave your comments and be sure to stay connected by subscribing to this Moment of Grace podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you share it with your friends and loved ones. Remember, because of His awesome grace, our God is faithful to manifest every blessing and benefit Jesus has paid for through His finished work on the cross of Calvary. 
Our part is to believe, receive, and enjoy what has already been provided, motivated by His tremendous love. Until next time, this has been your moment of grace. Thank you for sharing on today.